a full slate of Big Ten games coming up Saturday. We'll look at the best bets for the weekend and how is it that we're still trusting Iowa to cover as a favorite after last week? You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Nate Dickinson with you here to wrap up the week. Matt Sheehan's in. We're here to break down the best lines from around the Big Ten. As we get into week two, Matt, not the prettiest of slates as we go around the conference here, but a couple of games, a couple of spreads that are interesting, and we're going to break down a little bit of everything here. But first, before any of that, your thoughts on what we saw in the first full weekend of Big Ten play? Well, you know what? I'm going to tie the both weeks together here, week two and week one. There's not a lot of great games in week two, but ironically enough, the best game coming up in week two in the Big Ten could be a reason that it's good because, oh, my God, they look so ugly and horrible in week one. Uh, Iowa versus Iowa State. Look, this is going to be a great game in week two, and I don't know what to expect. Uh, look, it, it's always a gong show of a game when the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones meet up, and based on what we saw last week from Iowa, or maybe didn't see last week from Iowa, this is going to be a prime a prime Iowa-Iowa State matchup coming up. So, yeah, uh, look, I can't imagine the offense lays that big of a goose egg again, but more on that later. Um, Ohio State, guess what? They're scary. Uh, look, the offense wasn't clicking at all, but they're also replacing their two top receivers from last year, Kate Julian Fleming out with an injury, and then JSN uh, out within eight seconds of game time, and they still got enough done to beat a top-five team or looked really nasty unfortunately for me, a fan of another Big Ten East team. Their defense looked amazing and physical and just really hard-nosed. We haven't seen Ohio State defense look like that in some time. So, um, hey, it's a six-team race for second place in the Big Ten East is uh, my biggest takeaway <laughs> that I got to in week one. So, uh, hey, other than that, though, my Spartans got away with the win. That's that's all I cared about in, in the end, you know, so – well, let's get right into the lines in week two, Matt. Uh, starting with the battle for the bragging rights in Iowa, the Hawkeyes hosting the Cyclones after a terribly disappointing showing. It's still Iowa minus three and a half, according to Bet Online right now. I yeah. had talked about the Hawkeyes being favored in this matchup already this week. What are your thoughts when you first see that Iowa is still favored to beat now a Power Five school after? Losing to an FCS team, or not losing, but beating an FCS team. Uh, 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 morally lost to. Yeah, for guy, if I, we'll, I, I we'll couldn't see the difference, honestly. <laughs> uh, right. Oh, God. I mean, when I see them favored against another Power Five team, I just think gross. I, ugh, that's disgusting. Like they scored three points and then two safeties, two safeties. But with that said, with that said, Hey, Iowa's defense looking pretty nasty, huh? I mean, that's one way to spin zone that game is that the Hawkeyes defense, look, I got an FCS opponent. There's still probably not going to be anything you have to worry about if you're an Iowa fan. Now, of course, the other side of the ball is the storyline because they didn't do anything, anything last week. Um, but, man, I it quite literally can't be that bad two weeks in a row. Like, it, it got to score at least maybe six points via field goals or maybe <gasps> – a touchdown or so, but now I think the defense will be enough to hold up against Iowa State because Iowa State, look, they've been really good the last few years, and now those players that were on those teams 
kind of left the building. Sure, there's still some talent there, but the bulk of it with that reign of terror that the Cyclones had for that two, three-year stretch, mostly gone. So, I, yeah, look, it's going to be at Kinnick Stadium. Uh, stadiums are going to be packed, you know, rabid. So I, I think, as crazy as it is to say, I, I do like Iowa minus three. God, that just feels awful off the tongue. But, ugh, hey, you got to do uncomfortable things to win money sometimes. So that's the first thing I'm going to do, I guess. Oh, it's nasty. God disgusting it's week two it's big 10 football if my big 10 senses say anything it's that nothing that happened in week one is going to matter here and Iowa's going to come out and absolutely blow the doors off Iowa State in this game I got Iowa too there's no education behind it there's no education you could have behind this game yet (laughs) but it's just it's just where we're at with the Iowa Hawkeyes and it's the best game that we have this weekend in the conference yeah yeah, we're, we're making a selection off vibes right now. <laughs> no, I, listen, Iowa's offense is going to explode this week. They are going to score 14 points on offense. They will kick two field goals and get another safety for a grand total of 22 points right there. Iowa State's only going to score 14. That, that bada boom, bada bing covers the spread right there. So uh, just, yeah, cash the ticket already. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, I said it, uh, I forget which day it was this week. Iowa wins that game despite how ugly it was. They're favored here against Iowa State. They're going to be favored every game up until Michigan. And then as long as they get to that game against Michigan, October 1st, undefeated, then you're mm-hmm. talking about probably what's going to be top 20, top 15 matchup when you get to that weekend. And th- th- that's just in spite of everything that we've seen. No. And like, there's a lot of spice around that too, because you know, hey, the legend tells that when a ranked team goes into Kinnick stadium, maybe it's a night game too. That only adds more juice onto it. That. That is a house of horrors for any ranked team. Now, when I watch them struggle on FCS, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a cakewalk for Michigan coming up. But I, just like you said, we all know that things can flip just like that from week one to week two. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be looking like Chip Kelly era Oregon out there and light up the scoreboard, but maybe they look competent in this game. And that's going to give hope to Iowa fans that, okay, hey, maybe we are going to be a gamer in the Big Ten West because our defense, again, just an FCS opponent. But look, Iowa's built on good defense. I have no reason to think that they won't have another good defense is right there. So offense, just be competent, just somewhat competent, not even a hundred percent competent, just somewhat competent. It's not asking a lot. Is it? Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Actually, we'll find out after week two. Maybe we'll see, but um, let's get back to the board. And it's not the prettiest of boards, as I mentioned off the top, you've got that Iowa, Iowa state game at three and a half. You've got a, decent share of games that just aren't listing spreads at all on bet online. Illinois is a four point favorite against Virginia Northwestern's 10 and a half against Duke Wisconsin, 17 and a half against Washington state. Other than that, everyone is pretty much a blowout spread or not listed at all on the card entirely. So I want to know if you have a just bet that looks better than the rest or any sort of best bet to go on just as you look at this game as this uh, slate of games that just isn't all that exciting right now. Yeah. And look, uh, a lot of people are going to think I'm just being a homer right now. And, Oh, I'm just picking my team because I talk about Michigan state. No, I actually hate betting on Michigan state. It's one of my least favorite things to do, but look, they're dangling 34 and a half points in front of Akron this week. Now this isn't a game that any sane person is going to go out of their way to watch. This is a 
bet it and forget it game. And then when more funds hit your account, you'll thank me later. I don't advise anyone watch this game unless you're a Michigan State fan. But look, Akron is terrible. All right. They struggled last week against FCS St. Francis. They beat them in overtime. This isn't even a good FCS team like in North Dakota State. This is a middling FCS team that Akron struggled against. They have Joe Moorhead, the old Penn State offensive coordinator, as head coach in his first year. He'll do great there. It's going to take time, though. Akron has three wins in the last three years. Their run defense is terrible. Their pass defense, somehow even worse. I don't even know how that's possible, but it's somehow worse than the run defense. Michigan State has a great offense, good weapons all around. 34 and a half points is going to be gettable, especially because earlier this week, Mel Tucker at his press conference after a win against Western where they covered the spread. I thought it was a fine game. Mel Tucker said the performance was quote, inexcusable and unacceptable. So I don't think that they'll be cool in the jets at all against the zips at 4 PM Spartan stadium on big 10 network. I think it's going to be like a 49 to 10 game or something like that. So that's, that's what I got here. Again, I hate betting on Michigan state, but, but Oh my, is Akron not good. Is that really not good? So that's I got to go with my Spartans here for best bet of the week. So sorry to take my own team here uh, when you're asking me. I'd love to dabble with others. I can dabble on others if you want me to, but uh, that's my number one best bet of the week. Yep. For my best, the only thing that's going to stop Ohio State is Ryan Day taking players off the field against Arkansas State. I yeah. think that. It's at 44 and a half right now on bet online. I think that team after the first half it had against Notre Dame is going to want to come out and be aggressive and start scoring points early because it had a good half hour play out there where it just wasn't really showing up at all against the Irish. You don't have Jackson Smith and Jigba out there. And this is the first full week of practice that he's had without Smith and Jigba out on the field. So as far as implementing whatever it's going to be with those later games, when it matters without him, now is the game where you start to try those things out. So maybe you're airing things out, throwing a few more passes than you would in this game, perhaps normally, but it's not like Arkansas state's going to score any points. Ohio state's going to do pretty much whatever it wants. And I think there is an added incentive there. I mean, as crazy as it seems, because they only beat the number five team in the country by 11 points last weekend that they want to kind of show out here and score a lot of points in week two. This will be a game that gets CJ Stroud back on the Heisman train. Look, it's not like he's off of it after one week, but sure. (laughs) I think the stats would have liked to been a little gaudier after that game against Notre Dame. This is going to be one where he'll have, what, what, 18 touchdowns, Nate, or am I lowballing it right there? Like, well, he's going he's gonna to be able to name his stat line this game. Like, oh, I'll do five touchdowns, 311 passing yards, and ah, 29 rushing yards just to smooth things over a little bit. So, no, it's, it's just like what you said. This is going to be like a live scrimmage. You know, hey, our pass offense, it was good last week, but it wasn't elite. This is where we start to turn things around against the poor Arkansas State, uh, whatever they're called, <laughs> Red Wolves? Red, red, red wolf pack. Red, red. I believe gang. it's it's red something. It was some sort of red animal yeah. on the logo. The I think we'll it's the, the red wolves. Yeah. Red, wolves well, red yeah. wolf sounds right. <laughs> if I say it with enough confidence, it'll yeah. Red wolves. So there we go. Yeah. So, God bless you, red wolves. I do have one more best bet. I don't know if you want me to give it right now. Um, yeah. But I do have one. I, I got to take a, a trip down the road here in Michigan. And yeah, hey, you like me talking about Michigan State, then you'll hate this. I'm going to talk about Michigan. They are minus. 51 and a half point favorites, Nate, against Hawaii. Hawaii is, look, I, I talk about how bad Akron is. Akron looks good compared to Hawaii. Hawaii is tear 
awful. They're horrible. They're awful. They made Vanderbilt look like 2019 LSU when the Commodores visited the island in week zero. I watched that game. I didn't smile once. I felt horrible for what was going on in the field. <laughs> now, what's going on in Michigan is a starting quarterback battle. You have, of course, Cade uh, McNamara, J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy's getting the start, and he's going to show out as much as humanly possible in a night game in the big house. Uh, and if you don't like 51 and a half, let's say that's way too big of a number for you. Here's one I'm going to circle with an even bigger and bolder pen. First half spread, Michigan minus 31 and a half. Michigan will name their score in the first half. This isn't, you know, a game where, oh, we're just going to get some reps out there, call the dogs off. No, 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 no. This is a live audition for who gets the starting job at quarterback on the way out. No Jets are going to be cooled. JJ McCarthy's going to walk in the locker room. Five passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, 311 all-purpose yards, and it's going to be probably 42 zip at halftime because Hawaii is just not that good. And Michigan, uh, their players, at least on the field, are that hungry to get things done here. So that's um, unfortunately – look, I love Hawaii. Uh, I love Hawaii as much as I hate Michigan. It, it brings me no joy to say this, but I'm going to take Michigan minus 31.5 in the first half and then 51.5 in the entire game because there's going to be blood everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. I'll be watching that Michigan game too. I got to see how that quarterback battle is going to at least unfold for the next chapter, but it's JJ McCarthy. I'm a JJ McCarthy guy. I said it yesterday on the show. I'm a guy who's like, just if you want Michigan to have the best chance, I think it needs Mm -hmm. to be JJ McCarthy out there on the field at some point full time, but it's a conversation. It's hard to argue against it. Yeah. 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 You know, the the long and short of it is that look, JJ really got the, the one end of the stick here. He didn't draw the short straw here. Look, it's not like Colorado State's world beaters, but that's who Cade got his start against. You know, Colorado State didn't do too great. J.J. McCarthy gets to throw against 11 Scarecrow. (laughs) I mean, he he gets to just pick and prod the the easiest defense to do it with. So, look, chips are going to be stacked heavily against Cade here, whether it's just how well J.J. does or how the fan base perceives it or how the coach – things are really stacking up well for J.J. So I think this is uh, inevitable here is that there will be a changing of the guard full-time in Ann Arbor. And then Cade transfers to Michigan State, becomes a mole for our program, spills all the secrets about me. You know how it goes. Yeah. So tale as old as time, Nate. All right. Before we get to anything more with Matt here and we get some over-unders in, maybe a look at if there's anything interesting in some of those blowout spreads out there that we have pretty much throughout yep. the weekend. But before we get to any of that, as you know, Matt, Bet Online is the place to go for any of your sports gambling needs. If you hear us talk about lines on the show, which you've been listening, you have been hearing those things they're coming from bet online so head on over to bet online and if you want to play along with us do so if you want to fade us which at least early in the season seems like the smart move to do you can do that as well do it all over at bet online and also get the information you need too. where is the line moving what is the knowledge that you need before you put the bet in you can get it all at a one-stop shop at bet online where the game starts all right, Matt, let's talk over-unders here. You like over-unders on the show as we get into Big Ten play, and there always are some weird ones, especially here at the beginning of the season against these weirder teams. What do you think about the slate of over-unders that we have? Because, again, there's some pretty high numbers as we go across the country and across the Big Ten here this week. 
no doubt about it. And you took the words out of my mouth. There are some weird over-unders here. And I'm going to pick a really weird one. And that's uh, that's right, a really sexy matchup coming up this weekend, Nate. We're talking Virginia Cavaliers. We're talking Illinois fighting Illini. And that is a high total going on over there in Champaign. It's 57 and a half. 57 and a half. And that's for a team that only scored 20 points against Indiana last week. How on earth is the over going to hit here? Well, I'll tell you how. Virginia's defense, not all that great, especially against the run. And yes, I am still high on Chase Brown, the Illinois running back, five and a half yards per carry against Indiana last week. Just struggled to find the end zone uh, as much as his stats say. Again, I'm going to say this every week until proven otherwise or until I get a line that I don't like with Illinois. Chase Brown's one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. I think he can do well against Virginia whose defense gave up nearly a little over four and a half yards per carry against Richmond last week. Who knew Richmond had a football team? This is a fun fact for me right here. I didn't know the Spiders had a football team. I thought they were just always that team that's on Joe Lenardi's first four out uh, every bracketology. Anyway, regardless, on the other side of the field, well, you got to have another team score a lot of points if we're going to clear 57 and a half. Uh, Brendan Armstrong comes back for his what, ninth year of eligibility at Virginia. He's back. So yeah, he'll be doing just wonderful things at Virginia. I uh, did it last week against the Richmond Spiders. Yes, I do love the running attacks for both teams, whether it be Virginia, whether it be Illinois. I do love that over 57 and a half there right now. Yeah, just one week after Illinois only scores 20 points. That's right. We're getting frisky over here, Nate. Getting frisky. <laughs> All right. I have a couple of lines I want to look at here and get your thoughts on as well as just, uh, of course, I'll bring my thoughts into it as well. Penn State plays Ohio at 54 points right now at a 25 point spread. That number seems a little low for me, maybe, but it seems hesitant for Big Ten football. I don't know. I know. Like, look, Penn State's secondary looks so nasty against Purdue. Uh, I I was very impressed with the Nate Lyons secondary there. So I don't think they'll have a problem bottling up the Bobcats, which, yeah, that that's where I'm online with you here is that 54 does seem a little high. And so now I'm just trying to talk myself into the over here. Hear me out, Nate. This, tell me how ridiculous this is. The second string quarterback for Penn State, if he gets any reps, if this is a blowout, Drew Aller, I think the world of this kid. He entered the game for what? I think it was one series against Purdue. I was like, oh, Penn State's got the new quarterback kick Sean Clifford to the curb right now obviously you know I was way too caught in the moment but regardless I think Aller is still a solid kid so if he gets a whole fourth quarter I don't know how much of a gas pedal let up that is on the Ohio Bobcats it's still a pretty damn good quarterback that you're gonna have to face and a kid that wants to prove himself so yeah um, but then again that's only one team I just really don't see Ohio scoring the amount of points that we need to clear 54 so I I think I'm gonna go under there just because I I have a hard time believing the Ohio Bobcats offense against Penn State's nasty defense. And then I just don't know enough about Charlotte to be with their game against Maryland at 65 and a half points. I want to be like, okay, Maryland, go score points. Be impre- be the air it out offense and have Talia Tungavaloa be that quarterback that we want him to be. But it's just for that team, I don't yeah. know if 65 is a number that they can get to just because – I don't know how many points Maryland's going to give up at all. I, I like the over though. I I, I know it's crazy yeah. to say it's sixty five and a half. I know Charlotte like isn't that great at all actually. Like they are they're really they're, they're almost like Hawaii bad. Not quite Hawaii bad, but almost Hawaii bad. 
especially on defense though. Um, like I, I feel like me, you, and the first nine people that listen to this podcast can feel the team that could put up 40 points against Charlotte. <laughs> so I don't think that the September Terrapins who are always a great electric team on offense. Well, any issue, I think that they will be out to chew off a ton of points, show the big 10, show the nation that they are a force to be reckoned with until like mid October when the wheels always fall off of them. Regardless, I, I, I smell a 50 burger from Maryland. So all I need is just, 16 points from Charlotte at home. Come on guys. It's a home game. You do it for your home fan. So yeah, we're for some, God, this is another one that feels really weird rolling off the ton. We're riding 65 and a half. We're hitting the over. We're hitting the mm-hmm. over. Oh God, we're hitting the <laughs> over. Okay. I guess we're hitting the over. Yeah, no, I like that. No, no confidence, Matt. Confidence. We're doing it over. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think it's just one where you like, you want, like it's one you can root for and one that I think is like legit. You can hit too. Yes, that very, very rootable game right here. Yeah, this will yeah. be a disgusting game. This will be uh, this will be a <laughs> hideous game for the exact opposite reasons that you will watch Iowa, Iowa State. But hey, I'm, I'm going to watch both because I'm a sucker. So here we are. All right, let's wrap up here, Matt. Uh, out of the huge spreads that we have, like 20, 25 plus here, do you think there's a team out there that's most likely to not meet it, not get up above that spread that we see? I mean, look, the easy answer is going to be Michigan, right? Uh, because 51 and a half is such a big number, but that's also a very, very boring answer. So with that said, I, look, maybe the 26 and a half for Maryland isn't enough. At the end of the day, it is a road game, a very odd game too. I don't, I don't know who the AD was that scheduled this game, however long ago this was, but why are the Terrapins going to Charlotte anyway? I digress. Maryland's defense is still a question mark as far as this season stands right now. And I, obviously there's a lot of question marks all over the whole conference, but it being a road game is a little wonky. It's going to be a high scoring shootout. So when you get a lot of points, sometimes like a spread that big, gets a little diluted, just one ball bounced differently. And it's maybe Charlotte stuns the nation and only loses by 19 points against Maryland in a 59 to 40 game. Like that's, that's the only thing I can really see happening here. So that's my favorite spread that, okay. The underdog, might be able to cover here. So I, I know I not a lot of confidence in my voice, but that's the best I could do for you, Nate. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I had that as a number to have an eye on. And I mean, the easy choice is obviously Nebraska, but their okay, spread is yeah, their spreads, true. their spreads just down to 23 points only against Georgia Southern is all. So it's not exactly the same kind of blowout spread that maybe it should have been at the start of the season. So, I mean, out, yeah, you're out of, I already said Ohio state minus 44 and a half is probably my best bet of the weekend. Penn state yeah. minus 25. I think they can get there against Ohio. I don't think that's Damn. too unreasonable. 26 and a half for Maryland, 34 and a half. You mentioned for MSU, we already went through. And then the 52 for Michigan, that's the only ones that are listed out of bet online. I mean, IU over Idaho, Rutgers over Wagner, Purdue over Indiana State. Those are all games that don't have lines. Minnesota over Western Illinois. So it's it's half not the most exciting of slates. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> half, half those schools just name are made up. That's it. Okay. Wow. Okay. You know what? Uh, what's the old saying? Like, uh, if you don't, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. This is Big Ten football fandom right now. If you can't handle us at our week two, then you don't deserve us the rest of the way because this is a gnarly, <laughs> a gnarly slate coming up here. Oh, my God. This is disgusting. And I will watch every one of it. I, I will watch every single disgusting game. Jesus, what a horrible slate. Oh, boy. 
It's a good way to wrap things up, I think. Matt Sheehan's with Locked On Spartans every weekday. We're here at Locked On Big Ten every weekday as well. We'll get you our actual numbers. I didn't add everything up before we got on here as to what we've been picking and how it's been going. We're going to make things a little bit smaller here and do maybe just like the best bet and maybe underdog or thing like that every single week, not do every game, all that. So we'll keep track of it all and get it to you next week here on Locked On Big Ten. Matt, thanks for joining us and sharing your thoughts on the board and all that. Uh, one final thought for a minute before we let you go on anything, let people know where to get the show and all that. Oh, Locked on Spartans, you know where to find me. And uh, Nate, I've been tabulating. We've both been picking at 90% so far this season. Let's see. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We're, we're, we're only making money on this podcast, Nate. Let's go. <laughs> Again, bet online is the place to be. If you want to follow along and bet with us, any line you hear on the show comes from them. Matt Sheehan's back on next week. At some point, we'll get him on here to recap everything that happens over the course of the next week. Until then, this has been me, Nate Dickinson, and then Matt with me too here. Thanks, Matt, for joining us on the show for a bit. You're the man, Nate. You're the man. Hey, thanks again to Matt Sheehan for joining us on the show to preview the betting for the weekend, but also pick his brain a little bit on what he saw from last week and what he thinks about the games going into the weekend as well. As always, be sure to tune into Locked On Big Ten and any of the other Big Ten podcasts too. Locked On Spartans with Matt, of course. Jay Stevens is rocking things over at Locked On Buckeyes, Locked On Golden Gophers, Locked On Badgers, Locked On Hoosiers. You get where I'm going with this. Find your team's Locked On podcast and follow them. Stay up to date with your school just like you do over here the conference every single weekday. Some final points before we let you go here. News from the day. Biggest news, the Big Ten men's basketball schedule has been released. Got that schedule out here earlier yesterday. I'll go over all of it at some point next week. But biggest things you need to know, normal format, 20-game conference schedule, seven teams you play twice, six teams you only play once in the conference, and then you have at the beginning of the year that one week of conference games. It's been marked as December 2nd through December 11th. There's going to be Big Ten games played that week, and then they'll get things back going at the start of the new year as normal. So that's a look at the Big Ten men's basketball schedule just from a glance. We're going to get into things in the biggest games on that schedule at some point, I'd say, in the middle of next week. But of course, it's football season still right now. So we'll have plenty to talk about about what goes down over the weekend. I will post a reaction to the games here, especially, of course, Iowa and Iowa State after that game ends on Saturday. So be on the lookout for that on the podcast and again, wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, any of that. And of course, make sure you're ready for it when it comes out. Hit the subscribe button. It's again locked on Big Ten one zero not T E N on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts and anything like that. And of course, I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports on Twitter, wherever you want to follow there. Again, be sure to be back on Monday when we'll have a recap of the full weekend and everything that happens in it. I'll post instant reactions on Saturday once things wrap up between Iowa and Iowa State. And until then, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten.